Kaylee and I had like we went to a mutual friend's um, award she, party. Yeah, she she's a, a she won a zoni. She won a zoni. <laughs> oh, one of those, yeah. Um, and so we went to that, and then we had that was the first time we really kind of hung out um, together. And it was right about the time that I was moving over to Postino, and I realized that after that night, I was like, I kind of like this girl, I think. And, and it was never okay because it was her boss. <laughs> yeah. um, You're listening to the Barn Restaurant Podcast, where hospitality lovers come to listen and learn with expert David DiLorenzo. Now here's your host, the DiLo. What's cooking 480 fam? We're back with another episode of the Bar and Restaurant Podcast, brought to you by Local 480. I'm your host, the DiLo. As usual, we're coming at you today with another tasty episode featuring our guest for today's show, his iconic cocktail company. And we have Kaylee and Matt, uh, two people that are actually on their way to get married and in love. And they um, basically are a local company out here in Arizona that um, have a really unique and amazingly fun story uh, on everything on how they started their business and how they met. So I'm excited to, to be able to have them share this story with me. Um, in this episode, we're going to obviously d- you know dive into their uh, their history, where they started, um, how they make their cocktails, you know, getting into a little bit of that, um, their cocktail mixers and all that, and, you know, their future plans, what they plan on doing, and, and most importantly, where you can find some of this great product that they've put together. So enough talking for now. Let's dig in. Uh, but first, I want to give you a real quick shout out to our show sponsors, um, Bar and Restaurant Insurance. Insurance is boring, but your bar and restaurant uh, business shouldn't be. Uh, So get the best protection from insurance uh, professionals out there that know how to protect your business and to keep the food and drinks flowing. And then I also want to send a big shout out to Paylocity. Simplify how you perform everyday payroll and HR tasks with smart online systems to help streamline your processes, save time, and reduce redundancy with industry-leading technology and customer service. Uh, you know, without those sponsors, without the um, the availability to help um, help us put on this podcast, um, it would be a little bit tougher to do. So I really do appreciate it. And uh, now here we go. And we are here with Kaylee and Matt with Iconic Cocktail Company. I'm Hi. excited. We're yeah. excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. No. Thanks for coming by. Um, this is cool because this is my first podcast with a with a company that is not a executive director or president or you know even a yeah. a restaurant you know chef or something like that or a designer so you guys are in a, a realm all by yourself which is awesome so we're gonna we're gonna get into your story a little bit and I want to hear about it uh, Kaylee let's start with you um, Arizona native yep born and raised graduated um, ASU I graduated ASU in 2013 I got my degree in filmmaking practices um, I switched my degree I think it was like five times before I landed on film Um, but once I figured out like film was my passion I really navigated towards like the producer role Um, so not necessarily touching the equipment like uh, you guys are doing here but I really loved um, just conceptualizing an idea from start to finish so you have a script and I loved like the scheduling and the budgeting and like figuring out who needs to go where and getting it done really efficiently and effectively. So that is kind of where I felt like my career started was in producing and then graduated, jumped around uh, little weird freelance jobs and then um, worked in the restaurants to pay my bills. Yeah. And uh, 
met Matt, and then that's when kind of we we started something that I feel like I am a producer at. So. Right, right. So the the film was just kind of preparation for running your own business. In a way, yes, yeah. for sure. There was always something in me where I knew I was going to be a business owner, um, but didn't know exactly what form it would take yeah. right away. And um, so I'm incredibly grateful to like land on this iconic cocktail co because i know it's our first business we'll have many um but just so happy to run it here with matt like he's we're we're really lucky yeah, yeah. no that's very cool and did you ever make it out to la or do any stints i was out very there? close to moving out to la i wanted to uh yeah i just wanted to move there my i thought i was just gonna run or work my way up a production company right. um which is I, I, naive to think about now <laughs> um but no, and there was something always in me that thought that Phoenix had the same opportunities that LA has in terms of production. I could picture having yeah. a little production company here, and there's no reason why we couldn't. We have like all the landscapes and all the, the areas to uh, produce really great content. So I started um, thinking that I don't want to leave Phoenix and miss out on something. Yeah. I felt like there was a really great opportunity here, and being a Phoenix native, and I love Phoenix, um, so I didn't want to leave. And so LA's a different monster. It really is. <laughs> I, I, I felt that same. So being in the music business myself, yeah. like I, I felt that same thing. Like I would go out to LA for stints of work, and I'm like, why the hell am I leaving this beautiful, right? wide open state with like what you said, lots of potential? I I still feel like Phoenix is is next, and now that yeah. I've kind of like ta- like dipped my foot in iconic and realized uh, industries that exist in Chicago and New York and LA still like I know that Phoenix has a long way to go but I I believe that we're on the brink of something really incredible and I'm so grateful to have like our platform to kind of yeah that's be, great be involved in it so very cool so uh, Matt you're a Missouri boy is that I'm a Missouri boy yeah I grew up uh, about 45 minutes outside of St. Louis okay excellent and you worked at a hardware store was that your first job my uh, <clears throat> my parents bought a hardware store when I was five um, fun fact they they both got laid off for their jobs um, in the 80s and so they were like we're just gonna work for ourselves and not have to worry about you know how we're gonna get paid um, <laughs> and uh, they had two kids but they seriously considered a bowling alley before they ended up buying a hardware store and thankfully they didn't tell me that right away yeah they told me when I was like 10 or 11 because they would have told me <laughs> as a five-year-old I probably would have lost my mind and like, why did you buy a hardware store uh, but yeah so we I grew up in the hardware store I worked for my parents for about 12 years okay yeah excellent and then where did you did you go to college out there I did um, I went to college I went for a year at used to be Southwest Missouri State, now it's Missouri State. Um, I went to college. I don't think I went to class, but I went to college. Right. Um, so I left uh, after that first year yeah. on academic probation. I went back home, started working for my parents again, uh, went to junior college, and uh, my dad's like, if if you work at the store, I'll pay for your school. And uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I should be in school. So I had my one, I think I had a 1.7 GPA. I brought it up to like a 3.9 in two years. You know? So I knew I could study. I kind of had to prove to myself that I wasn't yeah. dumb. You're a smart dude. Um, and so uh, I did that. And then after my two years, I'm like, I still don't know what I want to do. And um, some friends I had met in Missouri State were, um, they were both from Oklahoma and they were moving to Denver. And they called me up and I was working, I was bartending at a restaurant. I was 20, I think I was 21 at the time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got no reason to stay. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I want to do. But Colorado sounds better than rural Missouri, so let's go. So, so you, you were behind the bar at 21? As soon as, yeah, in Missouri, you have to be at least 21 to be behind the bar. So yeah. I served um, for about probably eight months and then turned 21, and they immediately stuck me behind the bar. 
had no idea what I was doing. Um, I had very poor training. It was probably the um, really fun restaurant. I, don't, I mean, everybody that worked there was a great person. Yeah. Um, but I didn't learn the right way to do anything. You could make a Jack and Coke. I could make a Jack and Coke. He yeah. also got fake glasses so people would take him more seriously. Yes. Oh, that's um, so, I mean, awesome. I'm almost 40 and I still get carded. Um, <laughs> but when I was 21, I looked like I was 14. Um, and I weighed about 30 pounds less. So I was just a, a stick of a... Of a boy back there, and yeah. Uh, yeah, someone actually left fake glasses at the bar one day. I put them on, and people started taking me seriously immediately. So I like, I'm like, cool. This is my little, my little. It's like your little disguise. Yeah, yeah. my disguise. It's my like my bartender glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So love the bar, but I I knew there was a lot to learn. Yeah, and, and what is Green Russell? Green Russell. Um, so when I moved to Colorado, um, Green Russell is a uh, is a. A chef-driven cocktail joint is how it's described. Okay. Um, and so it was the first speakeasy um, in yeah. Denver, per se. I'm not necessarily the first. There were a couple, actually, that were, like, legitimate speakeasies that never really closed. Um, but as far as, like, the cocktail trend, when it started popping up and people were talking about Dead Rabbit and they were talking about, like, Bourbon and Branch, they, um, the, the group I worked with wanted to kind of do their own version of it. So Green Russell was that. Um, it's in Larimer Square in Denver, and um, it's in a building. It's the basement of a building that used to be a brewery, actually. Um, and the reason they brewed beer there was because it would always stay cold. Um, gotcha. It was underground. Oh. Um, and then years and years and years, and it was vacant. We got there, but um, it's a cocktail joint. Um, really cool place, and this is kind of where I feel like I actually learned yeah. how to bartend. And honestly, that's where I sort of um, pushed myself into um, – the learning the production of and part of the craft cocktails we made everything and so that was where I started really try to push myself into learning that stuff because that's what I thought was really interesting I thought I, what fascinates me about food is um, and food and wine is the history and then sort of the anthropology the social there's so many things that go into right. it um, and so you start studying like why we drink tonic where it came from I thought mm. it was super cool and I was like I want to learn how to make it and so uh, they brought me in to be the GM um, and I was like, I'm not super excited to manage, but as long as you teach me, I will stick around and do it. And Very so that was cool. kind of kind of yeah. pushed myself into as much as I could. So you became like a anthropologist slash scientist of liquor. For sure. Yeah. I wanted to learn why, you know, why people drink what they drink. Um, you know, a great example of scotch, you know, I mean, it's, it has that unique flavor because of what's around. There's not a lot of trees, but you can burn peat. And so that's where you get those flavors and people, you know, and people lose their mind over a really great scotch. But if, if they had trees, we'd be talking about that's, something else. So it's really cool. Wow. I, I find that stuff really interesting. That's amazing. And so he eventually hired you at a restaurant, yep. correct? Yeah. So when I was, I was just finishing up my degree and I got, can we say restaurants? Yeah, we can okay, say, cool. you say whatever uh, you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's my uh, house. <laughs> yeah, I applied for a job over at the Windsor and I really wanted to be a server because that was like kind of my background. And um, after sitting waiting for an interview i realized that i was like definitely not cool or hip enough to be a server <laughs> at windsor and at the time um you would go through multiple interviews with the staff before right. like both owners they would walk you across the street to their other concepts before just to like get to know you mm -hmm. um by like my fourth interview with someone there, I was like, I don't care where I work. I will wash the dishes. I just want to work for this company. That's cool. Because yeah. it was so great. It yeah, was so awesome. Yeah, they're great people. And uh, Matt, I think, was like my fifth interview. And I was the GM at the time. Yeah. No idea he was a GM at all. And we talked about like Game of Thrones and nothing work-related at all. And it went really, really quick. 
and that's all I remember of that. And then by <laughs> my ninth interview there, they're like, we think that you'd be a really great fit for churn. And it was like the little ice cream parlor yeah. off the side. And I walked through it and I was like, great, give me a job at churn. Give me two weeks and you're going to want me in Windsor. Um, Good you. Uh, then I worked at churn and realized, only yeah, <laughs> only slightly. Um, but then I was at churn and I realized that there wasn't, um, a person who really like took ownership of that place, um, especially during night. And I was like, I want churn, like give me churn. I was just really passionate about streamlining the systems and making sure everything was done correctly. And I had like tons of ideas naturally. And, um, yeah, I just like own churn I wanted it so bad yeah and for the first two years of knowing Matt he was just my GM and he would kind of like rail me in or reel me in I should say right and uh try to give me like tangible goals instead of me coming in and being like we need to go ice cream a a case and we need to do this and that and not that those were bad ideas no not at all right it's it's all part of it yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so his style of management like he was just i mean i have so many fond memories of matt just being my manager at churn um so yeah that's how uh when did it when did the uh the love boat strike well i so i was a gm of windsor and um there had been conversations i wasn't i was never excited to manage i always sort of landed in management positions yeah um, and so I was never excited to manage, and I was I was managing, and I uh, I started to kind of reach out to Brent Karlacek, who's the beverage director, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I want to do something else, and I was always definitely part of the beverage program, and I had that's really why I stuck around is because I still had that outlet. Um, but so I did things like I just talked about this the other day. I did a brew day at Four Peaks where I got to go and brew Kiltlifter for a day. Cool. I'm like, maybe I want to be a brewer, maybe I want to be a distiller, maybe I want to do this, maybe I want to do that, um, and so the you know my boss is kind of seeing that like he's not super excited here like let's give you let's give you another opportunity so they moved me over to Postino Central gotcha. um, to be the GM of that that store and then when we did that like kind of during that shift um, Kaylee and I had like we went to a mutual friend's um, award party. Yeah, she she's a, a she won a zoni. She won a zoni. <laughs> oh, one of those. Yeah. Um, and so we went to that, and then we kind of, that was the first time we really kind of hung out um, together. And it was right about the time that I was moving over to Postino, and I realized that after that night, I was like. I kind of like this girl, I think. And, and it was never okay because it was her boss. <laughs> yeah. um, but now that I'm over at Postino, I, I think it's it's not a big deal. Yeah. So I, I, we, we started hanging out a little bit, and I reached out to my boss, um, Eric Henderson, and I was like, I hey. I denied him multiple times. What? I denied him multiple oh, times. me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a handful of times. Did you not know that? Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, hey, I'm dating <laughs> the churn girl yeah like, really the one you didn't want to hire i'm like yeah that one <laughs> good for yeah. you guys yeah. and and there's a there's a, a wedding on the uh yeah horizon. we're finally getting married we've been engaged for three years cool. and we always knew that we wanted to get married on fourth of july and i mean we never like marriage wasn't like a priority by any means i was just really happy and we were both just really happy and so we're like we'll just get married eventually and yeah. it's always been eventually and then, uh, yeah, we got engaged. Matt proposed to me right before the end of 2017? Yeah, 16? 16. Oh, yeah. wow. Where'd you propose at? The couch. <laughs> the couch? Oh, that's a great place. Yeah. yeah. It was yep. after a long day. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was actually trying to get us to work that night. Um, one of our friends, oh, uh, Float, yeah, Float Balloon, reached out, and they're like, hey, we're doing a, a New Year's Eve dinner. Do you guys want to work? And they had asked both of us, and I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's sign up. Like, can't wait. Like, yeah. we'll, I'll follow up with an email. And Matt circled around the market to find them again. We read an event. It was the Phoenix Flea. 
or yeah. uh, the um, Festivus. Festivus. And so we're at Phoenix Public Market. They asked us on one side. I ran around while Kaylee's working our booth to meet up with them to be like, hey, I'm proposing. We're not doing this. Right. I'm like, just don't ask. Because oh, if you ask, funny. Kaylee's going to make us do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't. So I'm like, I'm going to ask her on New Year's Eve. Like, just, just take back the invitation. Please don't ask us. And they're like, oh, that's so great. And they hugged me. And I was like... Yeah, but seriously, don't ask. Like, right, right. Like, seriously, don't. So I got an email like, hey, that event was canceled, by the way. Oh, that's funny. It. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, on the couch, Kaylee and I, um, it was, like I said, it was a long day. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, we were just exhausted. It's a super busy time of year for us. And uh, we always ask each other a lot of times throughout the day. And we have almost since we first started dating, like, what's the best part of your day? What's the best part of your day? And uh, but we do it throughout the day because, cool. you know, it changes. Yeah. And uh, we were on the couch and Kaylee had asked me more times than normal what what the best part of my day was and I'm like man I really wanted to be because I, I wanted to be I proposed but we're not there yet and finally after a couple cocktails and hanging on the couch I was like I went in the other room and um, it's my grandmother's uh, original wedding or engagement ring from yeah. the late 20s and uh, I had my mom ship it to me and so I got it out and I handed it to her and that's beautiful yeah, yeah. that's really cool I, yeah. I can relate to that this is my grandfather's ring oh, that awesome. was his grandmother's ring really? so that you know rings back then this is over a hundred years old oh wow, wow. so it just yeah. handed down so I can totally respect and, yeah. and appreciate yeah, this that from the 30s. it's super humble I, one thing that I love about it too is that kind of where we are I mean the fact that we're kind of bootstrapping themselves and yeah. we're not you know we're not we're gonna retire anytime soon but we love what we do and we're working hard my grandfather was a farmer and he only thing he could read or write was his name wow um, but this was the ring that he was able to buy, to buy um, yeah. and the it's it's designed to add to so there's a bunch of spots that don't have diamonds that like as you able to acquire money you can kind of yeah. make it more of a significant ring so I thought it was really special for that reason too it's like it's kind of mirrors where they were in their lives when he got it and kind of that's where we're at right now that's a great story so let's talk about where you're at now and let's talk about how did iconic cocktails come to fruition what would like start me from the beginning of the process obviously you guys left where you were at yeah um well matt and i fell in love at the dive bar too (laughs) like our relationship was definitely like at hanratty's was our place to go (laughs) and we were just we were dreamers and we always knew that we wanted something and so it started with us just being at Hanratty's and just being like okay money's not an option what would you do to Hanratty's if you bought it like what would you do yeah and we talked about like renovating it or doing this or that just like dreaming and just like spitballing ideas like every sort of opportunities that we had on like when we were off we were just dreaming yeah and um, that's when it really kind of started, like, okay, how can we do this? How can we actually have our own place? And we realized, like, too, like, that's a lot of overhead and a lot of money. So we thought backwards. We're like, okay, bar has a lot of overhead. What else could we do? We're like, well, we could do a food truck. Let's do a food truck, and we'll call it the iconic soup truck. And we'll have signature soups, and we'll have seasonal soups that rotate, and we'll do events and this and that. And we started looking into that, and we realized that, oh, that's still a lot of money. Let's think further back. And we're like, we could do a line of iconic things. Yeah. So we can have our soup truck, but we'll start with iconic cocktail. What a great name. And we'll do a cater. We'll cater. We'll do iconic catering. And just like a bride or groom spends the time on a wedding cake, we want to, like, spend the same amount of time on the bar and kind of elevate the open bar. And that's where Iconic Cocktail Co., was kind of that where it started. That's where the name came from, yeah. and that was 
I mean, we, yeah, our thing was like, it'll be a brand. It'll be like, we'll have like, all these things that are iconic soup truck, iconic this, iconic yeah. that. Um, and then the first event, well, the first event we ever did was Kaylee's mom's 50s party. <laughs> um, so, like, we, we popped open a bar and we did, like, sort of classic cocktails. We dressed up in 50s themed stuff and yeah. we, we bartended at, at their event. And then we only got paid for the things that we bought, too. Yeah. That so, was we it. didn't get paid to be there. We just got re- reimbursed for yeah. what we bought. But you got your feet wet. You got, got to our do feet something. wet. It gave got... us a reason to make a business card. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's cool. Time. Right. Amazing. Right. Um, yeah. And then one of our friends did a um, a pop up event um, where it was like a, it was a watercolor. It was a floral design slash watercolor tutorial class where okay. um, you could come in and learn how to arrange flowers, and then someone would come in after that, and then she showed um, everyone how to paint and like taught them, and they basically painted their arrangement. Their arrangement. Yeah. So oh, they wow. Learn how to do watercolor and arranging flowers. Yeah. Um, she asked us to be the cocktail component, um, and she was like, "Hey, just you know, like." The other people are giving stuff away. Like, is there anything you can, like, maybe bottle up or whatever to give away? And so I had these little two-ounce bottles. Yeah. And we were using a grenadine at the oh, bar. Oh, okay. So our whole menu was inspired by flowers and watercolor. So we had a pina colada that we colored with a grenadine. And so instead of, like, you would think that we'd want to create, like, a flyer or a business card to, like, describe our catering service. But instead, me and Matt were like, well, let's bottle up this grenadine and give it to people. And that's when we realized, like, okay, cool. He's already crafting these, in, like, credible syrups that he's learned from Green Russell and yeah. his, like, experience of being a bartender. Like, why can't we, co- like, bottle up this thing, this product, and teach people how to use it at home? Mm-hmm. And from that, we made, like, the first round of our spiced honey, our first round of ginger syrup, and we put them in these little, like, unlabeled two-ounce bottles. And we'd make a batch of, like, 10 bottles and he would take five to Windsor and I would take five to I was working at Hillstone at the time yeah and we would just sell them to friends be like hey do you guys want you want to buy this that's how it starts I love it you can use it for whiskey or anything like that and uh we had a competition with each other. Yeah. It was like, you take five, I'll take five, and we'll like, who sold more? Yeah. Um, we stuff sold like that. that. Every yeah. time. And, yeah. and nobody was doing this at the time, right? I mean, I mean, not like not like this. Um, yeah. There are some other brands out there, definitely. I mean, we're not even the first in Arizona. Uh, Chaco Flaco, I don't even know if they're the first, but they're much, much yeah. larger, bigger production stuff. Um, and I'm sure they started, you know, hands-on. Um, but, like, no one was doing it like this. And... What we when we started like sort of studying the market, what we noticed is other mixer companies, were like cool, this bottle makes this cocktail, and that always frustrated me as a bartender because I could see and I talked to people and they would be like, well, I can't make this at home. I'm like, you can totally make this at home because I came into this arena the same way. Was I was super intimidated by the bartenders I worked with because yeah. I had worked at bars, but I'd never really done what I call like real bartending. Um, meaning Green Russell. And so I was like, well, once I started learning it, I was like, oh, this isn't that intimidating. And honestly, you can. There's a lot of things that you can just do across the board that really apply to a lot of different things. And that's where this was sort of the point of differentiation for me was it's not just for one thing. Right. I mean, you can use the lime leaf tonic to make a gin and tonic, but you can make a Tom Collins with it. You can make other, you know, you have to soda. It's, there's, it's, it's multifaceted, but what we didn't like is a lot of other companies just say, this is, you get this, you do this, you have one thing. That's all you can do with that's it. That's all it is, yeah. And then people get limited in their own head of, well, this is all I can do with it. One of our... Well, what I really enjoy on, on your all's website is the fact that you can kind of code in what it is that you're looking to, to do. Yeah. I think one of our defining moments with developing our brand was that simple method was you're talking to someone who's a bartender who has tons of experience behind the bar and I don't have any experience behind the bar. And when we created the syrup, I'm like, well, people need to learn how to use it. Like, how can people 
know when they get it at home how to use it and so we created that simple method of two ounces of spirit one ounce of our mixer and then a half ounce of tart and we made sure anything that we developed fit into that ratio so it was like a point of creativity for people yeah so someone who doesn't have experience they're like well i like tequila i like grapefruit juice and i have this mixer let me follow this ratio and it's bound to be a great cocktail and that's, cool. that's yeah that's i mean and, and so the the little bottles that you're doing obviously turned into into these now well these Eventually, actually where we yeah. started we started with oh the, sorry the two ounces yeah, yeah the yeah, two yeah. ounce yeah you know yeah. came into these and then you a know flavor concentrate yeah, yeah and and i love the <clears throat> you know you've got the inspiration on here and uh, this is i mean this is just really cool and and the fact that it's really dialed into Arizona. You yeah, know, made, for sure. Made in Arizona yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. That's At really cool. Iconic, we really encourage people to be creative. So that's why we don't, like Matt was saying, it's not a margarita mixer. Like right. You can make a margarita, but you can do so much more with it. So How do you come up with ideas for your new, I mean, are you back there always, you guys always thinking about stuff? or We've, We're always thinking about stuff. It's 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 a lot of peaks and valleys. It's sort of an ebb and flow. When we yeah. first started, um, for their signature flavors, I didn't want to have to rely on seasonal items right so things like honey and ginger lime leaf is a little bit of a season but um we're lucky enough that lily's is always in supply of the um the muckrat lime leaf so we can i mean if it's not fresh they have some frozen but they're always local stuff and i can always get it um and so like we wanted something for the signatures that we didn't have to rely on season that being said like ginger does go up and down in price but we can always get it stuff like that right um and that's where that started um as far as the seasonal flavors it it really started i mean selfishly with what i wanted to drink like (laughs) yeah summertime yeah yeah. when i mean we originally were like we'll never have more than three flavors because we don't want there to be a lot of choices right you know the more choices you get static like i don't know what i want you know it's a really cool product thanks no thanks and so we try to keep it like and that was another reason for the the many ways to use it is that if otherwise you do have to have a rainbow of flavors because you have to be able to fulfill every single need. But if you just have four and you tell somebody how to use those four in 20 different ways, they become a bigger. Absolutely. Product. Yeah, no, for sure. How many flavors and all do you guys have? So we have our four signature flavors that we make year round, the four here. That's what these are. Okay. Yeah. And then we rotate our seasonal four yeah. times a year Sorry, with every season. I love it. Four seasonals. That's and perfect. Then we do two. Um, Mixers that were designed for coffee or inspired by coffee. We do a cascara vanilla and a salted cocoa nib. Um, and so where those those are more collaborative items. Um, yeah. And we worked with Zach's Chocolate for the cocoa um, and then Blue House Coffee for the cascara. So yeah. where we're not sourcing those things locally, um, we don't get a lot of cocoa pods grown here. Right. But um, yeah. you can still use them the local companies. Best um, you can. And what, you know, what their talent is, is sourcing those, roasting them and making them perfect. And then we get that. Product. Okay. Yeah. And so looking at here, obviously this is video and podcast, but we have lime leaf tonic ginger. Syrup? But like Ninja because it packs a punch. And, <laughs> and Kaylee, uh, her That's also my nickname. Of, yeah, her nickname <laughs> Ninja. That's amazing. Um, spiced honey and then prickly pear sour. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Very cool. Those are. Uh, that's awesome. Um, your distribution methods right now. What What are you mainly? Are you just bootstrapping oh, whatever? Yeah. Just yeah. going around and. Yeah. Everything is done. I mean, our team has grown significantly in the last year, but to start everything that we were doing was between Matt myself and then our partner Brian yeah, um, we would just take orders and drop them off Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays and Fridays yeah do you get some internet action as well people oh, yeah. ordering yeah. yeah our main focus right now is just to create a 
network or like a community of people who are excited about mixing cocktails or wanting to learn cocktails. So creating a website that allows people to learn besides just what we have to offer, like tricks and uh, traits of the yeah. of the trade. And um, your website's great. Thank you. It, it really just is. Changed it. Yeah, I like, can tell you, I'll put a lot of work yeah. into that, and yeah. it's a very educational tool for people that are that yeah. are into this. Yeah. We found what we wanted to try to recreate. So we do the farmers market. We do three farmers markets on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, and part of what I think people get really excited, it's almost at this point, almost like they have bar regulars. We see people like you know, every week and they talk about what they're making and they have questions. Um, but we notice that a lot of where we, we kind of disarm by not being pretentious, I think, but we also yeah. are all about educating because I, again, that's where I felt like I was sort of like kept at arm's length a lot of when I started learning to bartend and I don't want, I'm like, that's, I don't like that. I want to make sure that it's very inclusive. And right. So yeah. That was those experiences at the bar or at the farmers market. Like, let how do we recreate that for you know that virtual space where people can go in and still have questions answered and still feel very comfortable. And it's like there's a there's a simple method. I'm a I'm a type B. I don't want to be told what to do. Just give me give an me idea. Yeah. Or I'm a type A. I, I need you to hold my hand. Cool. We got that too. Yeah. You know. So I feel like we just try to make sure you're comfortable having fun. And then if you have a question, there's a resource. Oh, you guys are sweetheart. I mean, every time that I see you out, I, I saw you out at Devour. I've seen you out at the Phoenix Public Market and just just with the open arms. It's like, why wouldn't you approach the booth, you know, if you're right. not? Hopefully. You know. Yeah. And being able to be at the farmer's markets every weekend, it's one of the ways that we were able to grow and scale our business to what it is today because, I mean, directly in the face of our customers tasting, getting mm-hmm. instant feedback yeah. and, like, I mean, it created the dialogue and the language that we needed to have to build that website because people would ask us questions and we're like, oh, people are asking these questions. Let's answer them. So Yeah, no, that's very cool. How was Devour for you guys? You look like you were slammed. Devour was great. Yeah. Um, Devour was a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> yeah. It was really fun. We usually are just, we're heavily involved in the Devour bartending competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see the other side of Devour was really incredible too. We love that event. Yeah. And I mean, we've been working that event with Upward Projects since Forever. we, yeah. yeah. When I moved here, the first thing I did, I was probably here, here being Phoenix, um, maybe two weeks, mm-hmm. um, and I sat down with one of the bartenders that was competing um, named Maddie Helen, who lives in New York now, yeah. um, but he was competing for um, the competition, and he and I didn't really know each other all that well, but I had, I had just come from Green Russell and I had just like sort of left all of that sort of mindset and didn't really have anyone to talk to about it yeah. and then my GM was like hey you should talk to Matt he's going to do this competition and, and I was like alright I was like hey like I know we don't really know each other do you want to talk about this he's like yeah I'm kind of I'm, I'm bouncing ideas on people right now do you want to talk yeah. and we sat and just talked about it so like I've been doing with I've been involved with the Devour since two weeks of moving to Arizona yeah. and every single I competed a couple times I've been a coach a couple times and now we are the secret okay. ingredient we love to sponsor whenever we can. So Devoured has been really special. I mean, I know for both of us, but for me, like I walked into it and I'm like, what's this Devour thing about? And I just just I, been I doing it, it ever more, since. More year, yeah. So two questions: how how old is Iconic? We started on the tail end of 2015. Okay. So so yeah. Um, and then going back to what you're saying, it's interesting because I see with a lot of the, the chefs that they seem to really, you know, the ones that all like each other seem to kind of get together in unison and, and share knowledge and help each other. Is, you feel the same way with the bartending scene? For sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I feel like um, for me personally, I'm not as involved as I used to be um, doing more of this style of thing. Um, I talk to, I think our circle of friends are more other just business owners, not necessarily cocktail oriented. Right. Yeah. Um, um, 
but yeah, I mean, when we, when I was actually behind the stick, I mean, it was always, especially at Windsor, we would all talk and hang out. And then, um, periodically, you know, you go to an event, you start talking to other people about what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely a community just like, just like chefs and just like any of that. It's, um, and you run into each other, you talk, you find out what's going on. I remember sitting down, God, right after, um, Bluehound opened probably. And I just happened to be there checking it out and Ross, Simon was sitting at the end yeah. of the bar, and he had done some emceeing and stuff. And so I'd, we knew of each other. We weren't, like, tight or anything. But I remember sitting down, and um, he had mentioned that he was working on this business plan in this building. Um, and I'm assuming that that's what turned into Bitter and Twisted. You know? yeah. So it's cool to see, like, everyone sort of, like, almost kind of Dreams come up. to fruition, yeah. yeah. You know? um, and so it's kind of cool that it's, like, and to touch on something Kaylee mentioned earlier about Phoenix, like, when I moved to Phoenix, I was like, man, there's so much potential here. There's so much going on, but there's so much more that could happen. And then to kind of be here and watch it sort of rise. Right. Um, yeah, in Denver, it flew past me. Like, I got there. I didn't even know what I was looking at. And then by the time I left, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, and so Phoenix, I got here and I was like, oh, this is exciting because I'm going to be, I get to be here during the middle of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Kelly, tell me a little bit about how you feel having now your own company and being able to organize stuff. And as it gets more, you know, like, is the business like a lot of fun for you now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I love what I do. I think, too, where we're at today, um, we did a really great job of defining our, our job roles and defining, yeah. like, my niche with the company and like I just I love going to work. I love I love my job. So And the um, fact that you two are gonna be married and like totally. have a job together and you're both like that that can be a big problem for a lot of people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool that you guys kinda had started here and Yeah. Came here. And it definitely took some work for us to get to where we are today. Um, but with being Well you're a, always right, right? No. Oh god. No. <laughs> Do you hear him talk about all the cocktail knowledge? No, he's an excite, he's an encyclopedia. Um no, I think with being able to, like, where I, my happy place is, yes, yeah, schedulings and yeah. having goals and um, making sure that, like, the face and the brand of the company is well represented and just sticking to, like, our work boundaries are, it's just, it's fun. I, right now, like, I do all of our, like, blog posts and our content creation and creating recipes. Now, it's crazy to say that I'm creating recipes yeah, now because no. I have no experience behind the bar. Um, but just, like, uh, creating that community online so people can, like, all the questions that I've spent asking Matt of, like, well, why is it this way? Like, right. extracting that information from his brain and putting it onto a platform for people to, like, also enjoy it is uh what i love to do so that's great that's yeah. great who who came up with the term using egg whites or what, what does that mean oh that's came up with the term yeah <laughs> like well, i don't know i mean that's been around for i mean the original whiskey sours and margaritas and stuff yeah um, i don't know that we came up with it but as far as are you talking about like the how-to page yeah kaylee gave me a list of things that she wanted and then said this is a list that i have of like like techniques and then fill in where you think there needs to be more stuff and can you just go through and like I don't want to recycle like I don't want to just Wikipedia it and write what they have like I want you to like in your words describe all of it so um, yeah I just went through and wrote down like as best I could to not be too technical but also not like yeah I don't want to be boring to read but I didn't want it to actually get like the facts across Um, but that was that was my like writing down a bunch of yeah, how-tos and, and tools and stuff yeah. like that. That's funny. We Do did you, not create the egg white cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it was just kind of cool. It was the first time I have really seen it on <laughs> yeah. there. That's, yeah. that's funny. Are there any flavors? Uh, I would assume there's flavors that you guys have experimented with and done and just kind of thrown to the wayside. Yes. Yeah. In, any fun names that you got rid of? Or? Um, 
Gosh, uh, I mean, the secret ingredient for Devoured is always a fun one because it's literally like, what is in season? I mean, like, I can't think of any throwaway ones, but uh, a f- fun one is the, so Meyer Lemon Balm was actually a secret ingredient for the Devoured Marketing uh, Competition a couple of years ago. And it was a secret ingredient, literally, because life gave us lemons. We were at the farmer's market, and Bob McClendon was like, I have a bunch of Meyer lemons. Do you want them? And we were almost, like, upset because we're like, why do these people can, like, just assume that they can give us a bunch of product and we'll turn it into a mixer? We're so busy. (laughs) Don't they know what we have going on right now? And then the following Monday, another farmer that we've worked with gave us a pound of lemon balm. And they're like, if you can figure out how to do, like, what you want to do with this, like, you can have it type of thing. Yeah. And then we needed a secret ingredient. Well, yeah, meanwhile, I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, I don't know what to do for the secret ingredient. Like, I want it to be cool. I want it to be seasonal. I want it to be fun. And she's like, Bob like, gave it these Meyer lemons. And I was like, oh, and we have lemon balm. And I'm like, so Meyer lemon balm. I'm like, cool. Let's put a green label on it because that'll be the lemon balm. Yeah. Like, yeah. like because it's the green leaf. And I was like, it's Meyer lemon, so the bottle's yellow. And it's Meyer lemon balm and lemon balm. And it makes all, it makes all, like, it checks all the boxes. It fits all our stuff. Like, let's, let's try a batch. And I made it. And, uh, I was like, well, this this will work. And yeah. then we made it. And then, like, the only time I've ever been yelled at by a regular was because we <laughs> didn't have any to sell. Because we really? just made... We I just mean, made 20 bottles. Yeah, we it. made it. That's it. And all the bartenders for the final round. So, the, I mean, there were four bottles that they got. The judges got bottles. We sold a couple at the event. And, like, yeah, we just didn't have any. And that was the whole point is, like, it's really cool to get this one-off thing. That's cool. And then the next year, like, we got to make my Yeah, Lemon. And being at the farmer's market, I mean, we're at the Uptown Farmer's Market. We were there every Wednesday and every Saturday. And you're, we were right across the way from Bob McClendon. And he just, I mean, he just is so proud of his produce. And he should be because it's amazing. And, uh... He's like, when you're ready, like, let's get you some Meyer lemons in the following season. So we had to wait a full year yeah. until we could bring it on as our seasonal. And so we whipped out Meyer lemon balm as uh, winter, yeah. which is, it's yeah. very spring, but it, the Meyer lemon season is in winter. And uh, it's our best-selling seasonal mixer that we have. Yeah. It's my favorite. That's it's, really cool. Yeah, the fact that you can put all those seasonal things together yeah. and people look forward to it and creates totally. that demand. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Um, I understand that you guys want a free design. Yes. 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 So that's a good story. Yeah. Um, a- anything more on that? Well, it's we're not we're not there yet. So we it's the goal of iconic. Um, like we said, was to like we want to open a bar and restaurant. So we've always had concepts that we've toyed around with, and um, so the one that we had that we can't talk about too much, but the one that we had that we were really excited about, like this is our, I don't want to crown jewel, this is the one we're really excited about that, we, that in Kaylee, there was an internet, I guess I'll let you explain the, uh, the, yeah, I have the Instagram a, contest. <laughs> yeah, I have a group of entrepreneur friends, all females, and we meet once a month and we like set goals and it's our, like my accountability group. And uh, a couple days before the contest was due, I saw like the Instagram post and I like shared it with them immediately. I'm like, should I apply for this? And of course they're so supportive and they helped me. Um, We we wrote a first draft of like kind of our story. And then, I mean, these girls are just incredibly talented. And one of them was just like, she put just a few edits in it and like helped us create that story that won us the contest yeah yeah um i mean i have goosebumps even just like recalling back that memory That's because cool. it just goes to show you like i mean it, it takes a whole village to create stuff like this for and sure, to, yeah. for that story to win us that contest um it was really incredible and we got to meet dala and yeah. she's awesome as you know Dala's and, the best. yeah yeah and then 
yeah, we that it was last summer. We got everything that we needed to open up this little restaurant concept, and we got very distracted. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> the, the goal. I mean, we were we started to get iconic. It's just the two of us, you know. And then yeah. And yeah. So of course. Getting iconic sort of dialed in. And then moving on to the next thing was always the goal. And then it's like, well, this opportunity came around. And it's like, hey, let's just, let's submit our concept and see what happens. And we won. And yeah. we're like, oh, okay, well. Oh, crap. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. We, we pushed yeah. everything up. And yeah, there was definitely, I would say, probably eight or nine months where it was just really sort of didn't know which gear to be in, didn't know which direction to go in. Because it's like, we should focus on this, but we have to fix this. And we have to make sure that we can walk away from this. Long yeah. Enough to and then so. We everything got mixed up for a while, um, and that was a, that was a pretty stressful time. And then as things sort of settled, and we have to, it's really tough. You know, it's very easy to get really excited and get distracted. And so, as you know, there's no one really coaching us. It's there's no boss to say. Yeah, okay, well, calm down. shiny object syndrome. Just exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we had to kind of like be our own like mentors a little bit in that regard. We definitely ask questions, but have some come to Jesus talks and be like, okay, this is what's important. This is how we stay focused. And then started to put these sort of like yeah. um, milestone markers in so we yeah. can get to the next thing. The best way to describe it too is it we've, I mean, we've talked to a handful of people and we're like, cool, we want this bar concept. Just like how we created Iconic, we're like, well, that's really intense to start. How can we start backwards? Mm-hmm. So we started off, well, well, we'll do this with this little tasting room. Oh, we'll do this with a liquor store. And we talked to some, this really cool business coach, and she had mentioned, she's like, why are you trying to put this genie back into this bottle? Like, you have a really great thing in front of you. Why are you trying to not make it the main focus? Because we were always like, well, Iconic's just here, so we can do X, Y, and Z. Mm. And then now, after three and a half years of running this business, we're like, Iconic's where it's at. Like, this is, we have something really great. So yeah, let's do. celebrate it and, like, just, you know. Pump everything we can into it to yeah. get yeah. its full potential and make sure that, you know, we're doing it justice. And then everything else is going to fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. All, all the opportunities, opportunities all that yeah. sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I guess we're safe to say more to come. Absolutely. When it's, oh, for sure. when it's yeah. ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Definitely. No, that's cool. I, I, I love your story. I'm so glad. I, I was really happy to, you know, have you guys come on here. Um, I want to ask you a couple of quick fire questions, if that's cool, Mm -hmm. and either one of you can answer. All right, so Disney or Six Flags? Six Six Flags. I have so many fond memories of Six Flags. And I grew up, yeah, right by Six Flags. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Beer or wine? Beer. Cocktails. I knew you were going to say Deserted Island or the Big City? Deserted Island. Yeah, probably deserted island. Yeah, yeah. we love yep. Puerto Rico. Yeah, we went down. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet they have some ingredients down there. That would be sweet. Uh, totally. Definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Metallica or James Brown? Gosh, James I, Brown. I, I don't. I didn't even recognize James Brown. <laughs> the Beatles. The Beatles. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> camping or hoteling? Oof, we love both. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, lately it's going to be camping. We just got into camping. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I actually, Aaron Chamberlain took me camping um, about a month ago, and it's like, that's the key is if you have a chef take you camping. I was going to say, you probably ate the best oh. that you've ever had <laughs> on was, a campsite. It was amazing. He's the yeah. best host ever. Um, 100 burpees or run three miles? Run three miles. Yeah, run three miles. Okay, uh, <laughs> I think I think that's all I got to torture you with. So if people <laughs> if people want to go and and they want to buy your stuff, they want to find you. Obviously, I know we talked about a little bit of this, but give me your your plug, like the farmers markets and everything. Yeah, I mean we have all of our products online at iconicocktail.com and tons of recipes and know how and how tos. 
Um, every Saturday, we're at the farmers markets. Uh, we do uptown on Central and Bethany Home, okay. and then the Phoenix Public Market on Central and McKinley. And then starting this summer, we'll be at Gilbert every Saturday as well. Um, we have a handful of retail accounts across the valley that stock us. Um, some of our favorites are Urbana on 44th and Camelback, Francis on Central and Camelback, um, Liquor Express in Tempe. But again, on the website, you can find all of our locations that have us. And we do a variety of fun events throughout the year. It's bar takeovers, workshops, yeah. um, the devoured competition. Are you so. doing the Arizona Good Food Forum? We're going to be there. Awesome. That's I'll one be, of our favorite events. I'll be title sponsor yeah. there. Every year we find somebody new to work with um, or somebody wants to work with us because of it or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's, it's yeah. always a fun event kind of see who's around and what's going on. And no, we have the Good Food Finder to thank for having Prickly Pear year-round because we great. found our source for Prickly Pear there. I love that event. It's just becoming you know bigger and bigger yeah. every year, and I think they've really um, <clears throat> formulated it in a different way that this year that's going to be beneficial. Can't wait. Yeah, um, and then if, if restaurateurs or, or chefs or, or, or bartenders are, are listening, can they obviously contact you through the website to for get, sure. yep. get um, your stuff? the website, you can always reach out to just cheers at Iconic Cocktail, um, and that goes to kind of everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we definitely wholesale and we self-distribute, but all, all online and then, yeah, those retail shops as well. Yeah. And, and, and before we leave, like a quick shout out to your staff, how many people oh do you have gosh. now? Like what's yeah. six? Yeah. Wow. Us, Counting us at six. Okay. Yeah. Still, we have that's great. Brian, who's been with us since day one, he yeah. just stumbled upon our booth at the Phoenix Flea and asked us, do you guys want any help? And we, we snatched him up yeah. and he's been great. And then. Yeah, we have three a production or a shipping assistant who ships all of our orders That's and our wholesale orders. Okay. And is this ships. done like in a warehouse somewhere? You guys uh, we work out of our commercial kitchen. Perfect. Uh, yeah, shared kitchen. Yeah. So Hillary does um, does all that and then or kind of does a little bit of everything. She also does markets for us on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, then we've got Mike and Emily that help me um, production wise and then. Manny is kind of our um, resident bartender. Yeah, if we ever need an assistant bartender, if I'm in an event where like like it's we need either Kaylee to not be behind the bar, or we need you know it's going to be a third third person thing or yeah. whatever, um, we've got Manny. Um, Great. Still bartender in Windsor, but he's always a phone call away that can help us yeah. out. Yeah, we're right. actually celebrating our team tonight with our second annual Christmas in July bowling party. Beautiful. So, <laughs> we're Beautiful. We're going to be doing that today. Where are you bowling at? Apple Yeah, so. over there. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Well, Matt, Kayla, it's so awesome to have you guys. You guys are crushing it. I've, I've loved and I'm excited to see your story, per, you know, progress, you know, year after year. I love seeing you guys out. You're just amazing people to hang with. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, please um, subscribe to the podcast. If you have not, give me a five star. I'd really appreciate it. And um, I want to thank my sponsors, uh, the local 480 and Bar Restaurant Insurance. So until next time, peace out.